Hello and welcome to your guide to the good stuff. I'm your host, Jim Graber. Life is too short not to enjoy every moment of it, so we're going to share with you the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies to help make your day-to-day life easier and more enjoyable. Plus, we're going to help you create those special moments, the ones that lead to lifetime memories, all without breaking the bank, because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to Episode 3, An Old Fashioned Journey. One of the many topics we'll be discussing is distilled spirits and craft beers. I noticed over the course of my life that when people get together and enjoy an adult beverage, that's when the stories come out and when lifelong bonds are made. All part of the memories that enrich our lives. Let me give you a little background on my first experience with alcohol and my art from then to today to give you some idea of where we're going to be exploring. Growing up like many people, I had a favorite holiday, and for me it was Christmas, Christmas Eve in particular. There would always be a party at our house where the grandparents and some of the extended family would come over and have food, desserts, and drinks. The adults would exchange gifts, and of course us kids got a few from our relatives as well. Now my dad's dad, Grandpa Graber, his birthday was the day after Christmas. I remember going to his house and my parents either got him a box of cigars something I've grown to like and will be a part of some future episodes, I'm sure, or a bottle of Wild Turkey 101. Since Wild Turkey was his favorite, there would always be a bottle available at our Christmas Eve gathering for him to enjoy. Shortly after the presents had been opened, my grandfathers would grab a drink, gather around the kitchen table, and tell stories of their experiences during World War II. I absolutely loved hearing those stories, and it gave me a passion for history and for World War II in particular. I read every book that I can find and watch every documentary I can to this day. Then one year, around the age of 15 or 16, my parents let me try some Wild Turkey 101. I discovered if I mixed it just right with the Coca-Cola, it would bring out the caramel notes in the bourbon, and I loved that taste. I didn't understand how those flavors could even be in there, because when I tried a sip of it straight, wild turkey was what I imagined licking the sun would be like. For the next several years, Christmas Eve held even more of a draw because now I could enjoy my own turkey and coke, as I called it, while listening to all those wonderful stories. I was fortunate enough to go off to college, and I went to an 18 state where at 18 you could legally drink beer. So, of course, I drank beer. Back then, like a lot of broke college kids, I would have told you my favorite brand was cold. I was drinking to get the buzz, not for the flavor profile. I did have the occasional rum and coke, a spirit for another podcast, and there was one guy in the Skull Hall who, near the end of a Friday or Saturday evening, would break out a bottle of Canadian Mist, and he and I would enjoy a glass of it and talk about all the things you discuss in college. The future, goals, dreams, cars, and girls. You know, come to think of it, all the same things I like to talk about today. After I got married, I discovered craft beer. I wanted to sample all the local varieties and all the local stuff I could find on trips and vacations. My kids were often annoyed that every family trip included a visit to a microbrewery or at least a restaurant or bar and grill that served the local beer selection. I once had a job where I called on Boulevard Brewing And the guy I dealt with would always send me home with a little bit of beer. And through that experience, I developed a love for IPAs, and I still enjoy IPAs to this day. 
Then I started trying mixed drinks at special family dinners or company events, and I got a kick for amaretto sours. One of our family trips to the beach, I found spiced rum and coke. Captain Morgan and Sprite became, and still is, a favorite of mine. I like to order a Captain and Sprite when I want a light, refreshing drink. But I love lots of different spiced rums, like Mount Gay, which is produced in the oldest continuous running distillery in the world. Each of these rums have a unique flavor profile. Some have cherry, vanilla, caramel. I can't wait to share them all with you. Then one day, I discovered the old-fashioned. This drink ignited a passion in me for bourbon. So now I'm always on the lookout for new bourbons to try. I don't know how many are out there, but there have to be a thousand different options. The way they process them, the raw ingredients that make them, the flavor profiles are fascinating. And of course, they completely change the flavor of an old fashioned. One thing I discovered is some old fashions I would order had a cherry and an orange slice. Some only came with a cherry and others had no fruit at all which I couldn't figure out why that was happening, so I did some research and found out that an old-fashioned without fruit is what they served before Prohibition, and then drinks started showing up with fruit, sugars, grenadines, other things added to them during Prohibition. It's where the modern cocktail was born. The reason is because most of the bootleg alcohol was pretty rough, and that's being polite. So bartenders use fruit and sugars to help mellow out or cover up the spirit. I like to add a cherry for sure to my old-fashioned, even though most of the products today are very, very good. Unlike my college days, I now enjoy distilled spirits in the pursuit of new experiences. And many times, the place that you have them has a big impact on the enjoyment. And I've got some really cool places to share with you that you can enjoy an adult beverage. But my favorite way to enjoy an old-fashioned is out on the deck with a cigar along with my two sons. My oldest son has become a cigar aficionado, and I plan to interview him on the subject in a future episode. And I know besides wild turkey, my grandfather likes cigars, and I'm developing a real love for them as well. But I have such a passion for the old-fashioned that very often when we're out with friends, I'll start talking about the flavor profiles I can detect, or the smokiness, or the smoothness of the one I'm enjoying. That always prompts my friends to want to try a sip, and as a result, there are several friends and family that now enjoy them as a drink when they order when they're out. So I get snaps and pictures of the glass that they're currently enjoying. I think it's pretty awesome that they now enjoy the old-fashioned as well. So I want to invite you to try one if you never have. There are a couple ways to try an old-fashioned for the first time. I think Bullet Bourbon makes a premix that is totally awesome. It's very smooth, and you can get it in a 375 milliliter bottle, which is basically a half a fifth to try it, so you're not wasting it if you don't like it. And I think it's fantastic just poured over a large ice cube. I do like to mash a cocktail cherry, or muddle as a bartender would say, in the bottom of the glass first. The Bullet Premix is medium body and smooth, as I said before. Sample it with ice to see what you think. If it's too strong for you, you can add a little water to tone it down, or you can add some simple syrup. Now, simple syrup is just sugar water. In a pinch, I've seen sugar packets used by bartenders, and the sweetness takes the tops off the bourbon and makes it smoother. The 
important thing is there's no right or wrong way to make an old-fashioned. Just make it how you like it. Oftentimes people start with a watered-down version, then move to the full strength to finally just drinking bourbon simply neat in a glass. Neat meaning no ice, water, or any other additive. Maybe you could call it an acquired taste, but over the years I've come to enjoy certain bourbons neat. The other way, of course, is to go to a bar or restaurant and order one. The challenge with that is there are so many ways to make them, and you can't alter it very easily at the table if you find you don't like it. But if you do like them and develop a taste for them, you can order them everywhere you go and check all the different varieties out and try them with different bourbons. I've only had one old-fashioned that was too terrible to drink. Otherwise, for me, they have fallen on the scale of good to awesome. Now, I have a special place in Florida that makes an amazing one that we're going to explore in the future. And when it's available, they put bourbon in a small cask behind the bar and age it. Cask aging like that is called finishing in the distillery business. Now, I could do a long talk on what the barrel does to the bourbon. I've read a several hundred page book on the topic that even got into the chemistry, which would probably put us all to sleep. But in short, it mellows the spirit. You probably heard me say earlier something about taking the tops off the spirit, meaning the sharp, hot profile of the spirit is removed, which allows more subtle flavors to come through. This particular barrel-aged old-fashioned added an extra smoky comp component to it. I took one drink and was instantly transported to my Grandpa Graber's house as a kid. I haven't figured out why that was or how, but it was awesome and left an impression on me. Such great memories rushing in from a drink while sitting outside on a balcony in January in Florida, hundreds of miles from my childhood home. Another thing you can do is to add smoke to your drink. There's something called a kolosh, which is basically a tall glass dome, kind of like the one that covered the rose in Beauty and the Beast. It sets on a wooden platform or a wooden plate with a hose connected to a specialized lighter unit. You put very fine wood chips into the device, light it, pull the trigger, and smoke is blown into the dome with your drink there under the glass. You let it set for a while to absorb the smoke to add the flavor of the smoke to the drink. Now you can play with different woods for different flavor profiles. I still personally like the oak, but they make them to fit just on top of your glass as well, a smoker called a smokestack type. The wood chips go into a pipe shape on the top, you light it, the smoke is drawn into the glass, and you put a cover over it. The longer you leave the smokestack smoker on top of the glass, the stronger the smoke flavor. Both are fun, but after a few sips, the smoke flavor fades. It really only gets into the surface of the drink. The other option I've discovered is a lot harder to find, and certainly a lot harder to make, but it maintains the smoke flavor throughout the drink. They give you a smoked ice cube. From my understanding, they put the ice cube in a kolosh, smoke it, and let it melt in the smoke. Something about it being cold, it absorbs a lot more of the smoke flavor, then they immediately refreeze the cube. I don't have the patience to do that, but there's a place called Red Rock Canyon Grill in Overland Park that uses ice cubes in one of their old fashions. The results are awesome. The way I make them is I muddle a cocktail cherry in the bottom first. You need the space to crush the cherry, so you do that first. There are several brands of cocktail cherries, and one simple option is the generic brand at Walmart. 
it's actually pretty good. I add a splash of bitters. Now, it doesn't take much bitters. They work like salt on food, but they can quickly overpower the flavor. I made the mistake for a while of adding too much bitters to my drinks, and the flavor was always off, and it took me a while to figure that out. Then I add the bourbon, and then finally, a little bit of simple syrup. The syrup's heavier than the bourbon, so it'll sink through and help mix it. I still stir mine lightly. Then I add a large ice cube. Large ice cubes keep the drink cold, but melt slowly so as to maintain the flavor. They actually have less surface area than several small cubes. So again, it melts slower and puts less water into the drink. Some people, purist I guess, use those granite cubes that you can put in the freezer. I have a sup a couple silicone molds to make the large ice cubes, and our refrigerator makes craft ice cubes. But that's the basics of an old fashioned. And if you already enjoy old fashions, I would love to hear from you what your recipe is and if you have a favorite bourbon. And of course, as always, I would say please drink responsibly. We're always interested to hear what you think. Please go to our website, yourguidetothegoodstuff.com, and leave us feedback. That's Y O U R guide to the good stuff.com you can also reach out at our email your guide to the good stuff at gmail.com new episodes are released every monday and can be found wherever you get your podcast as an added benefit if you sign up for our email you will receive a synopsis of what monday's episode is about on the sunday before plus you'll get any links we share and behind the scenes photos delivered to your email on the Monday after the episode is released. In the meantime, have a fantastic week, and as my friend would always say, Arrivederci.